everything I do in business today, when I tell people everything I do, I learned it in wrestling. That's that's the easiest way to put it. I just run my business like I wrestled. Um, well, I, I win more today in business than I won in, in college wrestling. If my coaches were watching, they'd say, Hash, I hope you're doing better now. But Welcome to the Lion's Den, hosted by Lance Bachman. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week edition of the Den. I got Hash Chagafi, who owns Liberty Mortgage Company, has 300-plus employees, self-made, Wrestled in high school and college, left Oklahoma State, went and started this organization, now with 300-plus employees. He's going to talk to you about how he grew. He almost been bankrupt twice. You would never know. Pretty even-keeled guy here. Welcome so much. Welcome to the Den, Hesh. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity. You guys are way too kind there, and I, I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you enough to put someone like me on. I was I was I have not amounted to too much, but um, I try. Well, 300 plus people in an organization is a big deal. Most people, as you know, never do even a million dollars a year in small business. You're doing a lot more than that. You're employing a lot of people. You're feeding a lot of families. That comes with a lot of stress. Can you kind of talk to people, introduce yourself, tell them who you are and what you do? Sure. I appreciate it. I mean, so I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. I was born and raised in Cleveland, of course. And um, my whole family's uh, doctors, my whole background was medicine. And I always wanted to be a doctor. It didn't quite work out that way. Um, and then, you know, I went to college at Oklahoma state university. I went out there to wrestle specifically because anybody that's ever been down to Oklahoma, there's not that much stuff out there. Really? Uh, it's a beautiful place. Truly. It's a second home to me. I don't want to sound bad, but I, I loved every minute of it. I got friends that are considered, I consider family now, you know, and especially wrestling and stuff. It's like a brotherhood, I guess you say, but, um, I went to Oklahoma state I graduated, I uh, wrestled there for five years. I graduated from there. Um, and then after that, I kind of like worked my way around. And next thing I know, I was doing mortgages and I started doing mortgage loans. So my company that I own today, we're a residential mortgage lender. We do business in 43 states in the country. Um, I've only got five more states to get my license and I'll probably have all 50 here, sh- probably the next year. New York takes a while to get licensed in. New York is like a three-year process. Everything but, um, takes long. Everything. Yeah. See, yeah, see that. Yeah. That's your New Jersey. That's the, that side of it, I guess, from what I'm told. So, um, so we're a residential mortgage lender. We give loans to people who are buying homes or refinancing. We strictly stay in residential. I mean, everything I do in business today, when I tell people everything I do, I learned it in wrestling. That's, that's the easiest way to put it. I just run my business like I wrestled. Um, well, I, I win more today in business than I won in, in college wrestling. If my coaches were watching, they'd say, Hash, I hope you're doing better now. But but um, just same application, same processes, and this is what we do. If you like this content and you're trying to grow your business, follow me at Lance Bachman and Lance Bachman Digital on Facebook, LFG, time to grow. So what do you think, you know, let's talk about that. What's the most, what do you think separates you? Because you know, I meet a lot of mortgage people, right? And they're one person by themselves or two people. What do you, you know, you're a humble person. I appreciate that. But what do you think separates you from your competition that you keep growing? I'll be honest with you. I think the biggest thing is um, the biggest thing today, like, so I was a mortgage broker 15 to 20 years ago. And back then, that's when I was just, I, I was, when I opened my first mortgage company was 2002. So I was six years out of college. So at the time I was 28 years old, 29 years old. So I, I never had a class in business. I mean, my undergraduate degree is in biology for God's sakes. Right. So I only knew what I knew from like watching television or like walking into corporate establishments and institutions. And since I'm in the financing lending world, I just mimicked myself after banks and 
I ran my business like I thought you run a business. It was, it was, we come into work, everybody sprints at a thousand miles an hour for 12 straight hours. This is just the way it is. There's no talk. There's no, this ain't social hour. We're in here to work. And, you know, when I wrestled at Oklahoma state, I mean, I, I was John Smith's training partner. We, we, I used to work out with John twice a day. My, my head wrestling coach at Oklahoma State, he won six world titles, two Olympic gold medals. He's, in my opinion, the greatest wrestler in United States history, uh, at least internationally. And we have, we have friendly debates right now with some of the guys that I have working for me uh, today on that. But um, I was training with John for his last Olympic gold medal. We were working out twice a day. I was a true freshman. I was redshirting. He needed a body, and I was the body, I guess. Well... <laughs> I learned a lot from him in that window of five months from like, it was January to May, basically that I was going with them. Um, I, I learned a lot, man. I, I saw what I was living to see what it was like to be the best of the best. And with him, it was just, he'd walk into the room and it was, he didn't say much. It was just like, he'd give you a look or I'd be in the sauna warming up and he would just, he would hit his hand on the door. And then I'd walk out there and it was like, it was almost like he's get your butt out here and like, get ready to get it on. So, I mean, like, and that's how you work. Like to be the best, that's all you did. You come in, you work, you focus. This is it. Well, that's how I ran my business 15 to 20 years ago. And um, there was a lot of changes in the mortgage industry in 2007, 8, 9, 10, the mortgage crisis, the Great Recession, a lot of new laws. It was the largest overhauling of the financial services sector in the history of our country with Dodd-Frank, this gigantic law that came out and overhauled everything. Well, with that, I had to restructure my whole business and I actually went and had to go to work for a couple of companies because they raised all of the net worth requirements. Well, when I finally had enough money to meet the net worth requirements, I reopened um, with what I own right now, which is I, I opened this company seven years ago, Liberty Home Mortgage. The difference between me today and 15 to 20 years ago is today, we were actually voted number one workplace in Northeast Ohio for businesses between 150 to 500 employees by Cleveland by the Cleveland Plain Dealer, Cleveland's, Cleveland, Ohio's <laughs> newspaper, whatever. And um, today it's the complete opposite. If I, if I, this is my laptop I'm on, I'm in a podcast room that we have. If I walk this out to the main area of the building, we have our Christmas decorations are going crazy out there. We have over 100 Christmas trees. We have music playing throughout the whole building. We have no dress code. We have a full-time chef that cooks breakfast and lunch for the employees all free. Um, we have a, a pedicure. I'm not a, well, Britt could probably, but Britt's, muted right now. She can't, uh, I have a pedicurist, a manicurist, whatever you call those people that stand down your nails. And I'm a wrestler, man. If I get caught getting a manicure or something like that, I could get outed from the club. So, um, it's a completely different feel. We have TVs. We have over, I think a hundred TVs in the building. So uh, playstations, gaming chairs, massage chairs, just anything you can name. The biggest thing I based this company on today, which is what makes me different, I think, from everybody else, if not a lot of people, uh, Richard Branson said it. He said, I don't put the customer first. I put my employee first because if you take care of your employee, they take care of your customer. So this business, I built it on that philosophy. And I think that's what separates me uh, because almost all office like businesses you walk into, it's an office. They've got, oh, we don't keep the lights on. So our lights in the whole, I've got a 42,000 square foot building we're in right now. All of the lights are turned off. We don't turn the lights on. It's pitch black in here if you walk in here. It's it's the most anti-office feel you'll ever walk into in your life. And I think 99% of corporate offices you walk into, it's quiet. The lights are on. Everyone's in their cubicle. Um, whatever. In here, it's the complete opposite. I mean, it is the it's the complete opposite. I think that's what separates us. So it's the atmosphere from which you come into work 
and then it goes from there. Everything else we do is the same as everybody else. For goodness Have sake. you ever thought about franchising this or licensing it out to people? I mean, sounds like a hell of a place to work in your industry because let's be honest, there's nothing sexy about loans. Oh, it's, you know, what the funny thing is, is I tell people this all the time. I don't like what I do. I like the opportunity that it gives me wrestling at Oklahoma state. I mean, I did not like wrestling with John twice a day for God's sakes. That was brutal, man. When he was going for his second Olympic title, man, it was, it was different, man. He was going to do something that had never been done before. And and I just happened to be the body that was standing in front of him that he could use to hit his moves on and stuff. And it was, it was pretty violent. It was, it was pretty intense. And, um, it's, 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 it's all a mindset. It's, it's how you think, how you do things. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I may have lost my train of thought talking there for a split second. So I That's apologize. Right. But, um, Let's bring it back. Have you ever thought about franchising it or licensing it? Ah, it's the opportunity. Thank you so much. So I didn't like wrestling with John. It was the opportunity that it gave me this job. The cool thing about my industry is we don't really franchise it. We hire people like we're in 43 States. If somebody called me from, um, California right now and said, Hesh, I generate business. Well, in my industry, they have to work under somebody. Well, I'm the somebody. So it's not a franchise, quote unquote, but it's kind of like you can have your own business within my business. I think the word is called an entrepreneur. I was just reading a book called the next, your next five moves. Correct. And uh, that's the word that they taught me in that book was it's an entrepreneur building a business within a business. The cool thing about my industry is that I'm you can build your business within my business. And um, now mind you, to get to my business level, to be a mortgage banker, you have to have a certain net worth requirement. You have to have a lot of things in place. It's not easy. That's why I had to take a lot of time to to rebuild it um, with all the law changes, the changes in the laws and stuff like that. So I do, I do allow franchises, I guess you could say, but it, it's not technically a franchise, but I allow them. And it's, uh, we're always recruiting and doing things to try to draw people in to get them to join us. There's a lot of other great companies out there, whether it's Quicken Loans or places like that that people want to work at. And we try to make our company uh, just as a, you know, a place that they want to go to. You know, you we talked about, you know, eight years ago, you were working for someone else. And that's a lot of adversity for someone like you because you had your own business. It was growing. The laws change. Got to hit certain requirements. Can you talk about some of the adversity you've been through and, because everyone's looking at you right now on social media saying, look at hash, money bags, you the man. Oh, his life's easy. He's out on the boat eight hours a day. They see the <laughs> Disney trips. They see the watch, whatever it may be. They don't understand that you probably been bankrupt once or twice or close to it, right? Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, is yeah, it's, there's no question. It's um the thing, like, I've always had my own business with, I started in 1999 in this industry. In 2002, I left the company I was at and I went on my own. And since January of 2002, I've always had, excuse me, I've always had my business within other businesses. So even though I worked for somebody else eight years ago, it was still my own business. And if you understand kind of how the industry is, is that's the cool thing about the industry is that it allows you to work like that where, um, so, so I've always had my own business within a business. Now there's still parts to what I do as a business that I did not have control over, which is why I opened my own company. My friend I worked for, actually, I went to him and said, Hey, I've reached a point now where I meet all of the federal requirements to actually be my own lender. 
I don't want to open my own company. I've done it before. I don't want to do it because as you know, Lance, um, owning your own company is, is there's a lot of things that go with it, that go along with it, that you never intend. Nobody ever tells you that side of it, especially employing people. You know, I mean, there's, as I've grown as a business, when it was just myself and Melissa, my vice president, seven years ago, it was just the two of us. You know, I opened the company, she was my loan processor and that was it. And now today we're almost 300 people. there's, there's ways that I have to conduct business today that I did not have to work this way when I had five people. You you can't say things in email. Can can we talk about that real fast? Cause we just had this conversation. So I'm not the, I'm not the CEO of one SEO anymore. I stopped being the CEO probably six months ago now, CJ, uh, she was married to my sister. She's been with me for 11 years. They're divorced now. whatever. She's the CEO of my company. And I said to her, I said, listen, you know, we just told and she's a lesbian gay woman. Say, Lance, it's not that easy for me to take a woman out to dinner that works here. I'm like, why? Like, but I know I can as a male. That's never going to happen. Like, I'm married yeah. to four kids. Like, I'm not yeah. ever taking a female yes. out to dinner. Like, my old employees, like Jackie Eldridge, I would have 10 years ago. We were in Vegas yet. But you can't do those things today. Can you talk about how that environment's just changed where I never realized that even her as a woman CEO, she has to be so cognitive of that. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've, on, a, on all the podcasts I've done, I've, I've never gone in this direction, which is an interesting direction or an interesting topic. Part of it is you have to, every single word you say matters legally now where, you know, they have terms, hostile work environments where if they would have taken the wrestling room I wrestled in, in college that would have been a hostile work environment. You know, it was, it was, I mean, you're getting kicked in the head. I mean, you were being physically beaten if you weren't getting up, you know, I mean, like, let's go. And in business to, even for me to say to you, Lance, suck it up, deal with it. Let's go get up. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. I'm sick of this. If I said that to you, Oh my God, with, with mental health and mental wellness today, if I say to you, Lance, suck it up and deal with it or get lost, that alone, I, I, there's liability there. Well, your glass door would just blow up. Ding, 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 ding. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's how it, it, you- It's changed. The world has changed. Even, even simple things of going out to dinner. Like I could tell you I've been out to dinner with that shit. I don't, because- like you said, everything be, everything has become a legal issue. And it's sad, actually, because it makes it very hard to bond when you have to walk on eggshells all the time. It's very hard to conduct business. It's At the end of the day, it's I always say this in the world of mortgage lending. Whoever makes the guidelines never originated alone. They've never interacted with a real human being. They, everything on paper looks wonderful. But when you put it into practice, it's almost like buying a wrestling book on how to wrestle and it shows you a double leg or a single leg and you're reading page 17 of how to hit a high crotch. Well, try hitting that on Kenny Monday, which Kenny was another one of my coaches, Olympic gold medals, whatever. Yeah. Try hitting it on John Smith. It, it's not like the book, just because you study the book, that's not how it applies in the real world. In mortgage lending, it's the same thing. And in business with the law, there's a lot of laws out there that say, hush, you can and can't do this, this, and this. And I'm sitting here saying, whoever created this law never ran a business one day in their life because if they did, they would know that that's not even reasonable to handcuff me like that. So I had a professor when I went to get my executive MBA at Temple, 
and he was a little guy and he was preaching, telling people you got to use the data, information, the trend your friend gets you in, all this bullshit, right? And when people are starting a business, you have no data, right? You have some sentences that you pay for, some geography, but you really have, when you're doing your first year budgets, it's really take this pen and paper and just start writing shit down and smoke some weed and drink some beers and go to some investors and hope somebody yeah. bites, right? I mean, honestly, yeah. that's what it is, right? Yeah. So I said to him, I said, this is after already owned company I did startups. I said, that's not true. I said, you got to trust your gut. You got to trust what's going on around you. You got to be very cognitive of some things. He's like, no, no, no. And I just stood up and I said, listen, you teach because you can't do. He's like, what? Yeah. I said, you teach because you can't do. Have you ever owned a business? No. Well, how are you going to tell someone that's done startups? Like, it, it made no sense to me. And that's the problem. I call it when you said, hit a high cross on Kenny Monday, or it's easy to be a textbook champion and not be able to be a real life champion. There are two very distinct differences. That's the, see, you said it exactly correctly. Again, it's running a business is there's an ebb and a flow with it. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm sitting here saying that I started the company seven years ago with two people. Myself was one of the two and Melissa, my vice president was the other one of the two. So it was two of us today. We have almost 300. Um, I, I, I'll give you an example. Here's an example. Well, I, I don't want to get political. I always try to stay socially neutral. I'm socially neutral. I always tell people I'm, I have opinions just like any other human being who's breathing and they're an adult has an opinion, but, um, we have a full-time chef, right? Um, starting next year, I do not believe that that food that they cook for my employees, which you have 100, 125 people in this building, it's a pretty sizable amount of money to, to feed them every single day, whatever. I think starting next year, I don't think I could write off any of it, none of it, right? So I, I don't know if I spend money at the grocery store that gets cooked for my employees at work, I'm not using it at home. And if you really knew me as a, if you knew me, if you knew me, how I do things, I'm like, my accountant tells me I'm way too conservative. I don't write off business miles. I don't write off meals. If I go out to dinner with some, a, a real estate agent, I don't keep the receipt. I don't do any of that stuff because I don't track it. I don't, I don't track it. And I don't want to have to start. I don't have to make stuff up and try to remember things in an audit. So I, whatever. Well, I'm sitting here saying that how reasonable is that? Like by not letting me deduct that business expense, because it's a business expense. I'm feeding my employees. I mean, tell, try to convince me that that's personal somehow. I'm not eating the food. By the way, I, I used to have high cholesterol. Um, my buddy I wrestled with in college, Pat Smith, four-time national champ, he had high cholesterol. So then he, he had a heart attack on July 4th of 2017. He's all over me. I get my cholesterol checked. It's sky high. I redo my whole diet. My cholesterol's down. I'm not taking any medications, whatever. So my cholesterol's good. But it's because I, I watch what I eat. Well, I would not eat 99% of what they cook in the kitchen. I just, it's not my thing. They're cooking red meat all the time. I got it rid of my red meat, whatever. So none of it's personal. It's all business. By not allowing me to deduct that, that's a tax savings that I will not realize. The way that I've gotten this company from two people to 300 people in seven years is because I've taken money and I've reinvested it into the business, which has then created 298 more jobs. Well, the issue you have that you that Google's facing right now, the same exact thing is, are they going to take that food? And if you eat, that's why Google has a card now when you go and eat. Do they pass that expense along to the employee? 
You see, so you, so I mean, that's, that's the whole. Facebook's going through the same thing. So we have a kitchen here and we serve food constantly. And I think right now you can write off 50% of it. 50% of, of it. Yes. You can write off they don't even understand it. that. It's not a write-off. Next year, suppose it's all going away. It might be. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you visit. For us, our kitchen, people go in to eat. It makes them feel good. Makes yes. them happy, as you say. We're not taking it away. I mean, here, it's, 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 I, I have no dress code. We have music playing. We have TVs. We have food. It's, that's what helps. That's what has created 300 jobs. And I'm going to be creating more jobs. But I'm sitting here saying, who do you want to have? Like, if I take my money and give it to the government, th- that doesn't create jobs. Well, the in bean my counter that wrote that is working for the government on a salary. It doesn't have to understand. They have to actually earn things and do things. It's just, I mean, I hate to say that. I mean, all government, thinking about besides police and fire and paramedics, most of the government doesn't, they got not being rude here. They're salaried employees that don't ever do an actionable action. It's tough to, um, it's, it's, it's hard in my opinion to justify it. I would like to hear the justification for it because whoever wrote it has a reason behind it. And I would, excuse me, I would like to hear the justification. My justification would be, well, you're, there's money that I'm no longer, that's coming to me, which when I'm given the money, and I've talked to people about this where they say, hush, but if you have that much money, it shouldn't affect you. Well, every bit, jet, micro, Google, Google's got how many employees? It all, it all does affect it. it, it that's not the point. It's, Hesh, I'm not even right here. You don't sound like you grew up rich. You wrestled Oklahoma State. I mean, I don't think you were driving a private plane to practice, right? I mean, <laughs> no private planes. I mean, so you earned everything you got. Now that you got it doesn't mean – and the thing is this is you should care because let's be realistic. Where's the government spending the damn money? No, you know, Elon Musk said it best. Open your books. Let me see it. Let me see it. And I got no problem. I've heard there's a lot. And again, it's, you could probably guess what a lot of my opinions are as a business owner. I mean, as a business owner, you know how it is. There's, I always remember this one, my best friend, in the whole wide world, my buddy, Tom, um, his parents, I call them mom and dad. They're like parents to me for God's sakes. I remember Mr. Mendezi saying this. Um, I remember they were going to Florida. Oh yeah. Hey, Mr. Mendezi, you guys go on vacation. You're going to Florida. I just remember this in my brain. I did not understand it then, but I know it now. He said, hash. There's, when you own your own business, there's no such thing as a vacation. I'll never forget that because I was like, yeah, but you guys are going to Florida. Like, what's the big deal? Now today, I like, I get it. And I have told them that story, by the way, Mr. Medizzi, I get it. Like when you own a business, there's no such thing as unplugging. You, there's no. no such thing. Go to a beach in Florida or Hawaii or Bermuda, wherever you want to go. When you're laying on the beach and you own your own business, you're going to be, your mind is constantly turning on where's our financials, how what's the money, what's this, what's that, can we go out of business? And uh, it just doesn't end. So let's talk about this. You know, how important is marketing to your business? You know, how important is it for your growth? It's critical. Without it, it's it's critical. Marketing is critical. Marketing is the cornerstone. I argue with my brothers who are doctors over this all the time. They always tell me, Hush, we don't do marketing. I say, well, you better learn it because your goal is to get people to come and see you. My goal is to get people to come and see me. We all have the same goal. We just have a different method to do it. If my brother got on television and said, I'm Dr. Sagafi, my 30-year fixed interest rates at three and a half, people would say, what in God's name is he doing? He's a doctor. If I got on TV and said, come and check, come here to get your temperature checked, they'd say, you do mortgages. So, But ultimately, if we stay within what we do, marketing is critical. It's the most important aspect of any business. Well, most people don't know that. What are your goals for 2020? To. We're going into 2022. We're heading, we're in December, first week. What, what, what are your goals? 
You know, the funny thing is, is um, I, there's a book I'm reading called the miracle equation. Well, I already read the book. I'm, I'm really, I'm listening to it on audio book now. Um, it's the miracle equation by Hal, Hal, uh, Elrod who wrote the miracle morning. Um, he said, the goal is not the goal. Uh, so ultimately like I, the, a, a big difference between me today and me 20 years ago was 20 years ago. It was, we need to hire a hundred more people in 2022. I've got to be at 400 people by the end of next year. And we need to be in four more States and we need to be doing 40% more volume. That's what I would have told you that question 15 to 20 years ago. Today, my answer, honestly, when say, Hesh, what's your goal for 2022? Honestly, this might sound horrible. I don't know, man. Just like, I just come in and work and do the best we can and be the best we can be. And if we hire somebody, I guess we'll hire somebody. And if, I don't know, we just kind of just keep, stay focused, stay disciplined. Don't break away from that, which has gotten us to where we are. Uh, there's no need to no need to change things up right now. Just keep doing what we're doing. And that's, that's my goal. Here's a question on the final roar. What would you say to a young entrepreneur out there, somebody that wants to start their own business, somebody that didn't come from a lot of money? What would you say to somebody that wants to start their own business and be an entrepreneur in the final roar? The first step of the process is knowing that you can achieve anything you put your mind to. There's, there's another, right now there is a Bill Gates being born in in one in 50 years from now, Bill Gates is gone. I mean, you know, in 60, 70 years, you and I might not be here either unless we live well past 100 years old. So the truth is, is there's going to be another Bill Gates in 30 years from now. There's going to be a new Bill Gates. It's just like John Rockefeller. It's today we talk about John D. Rockefeller as nobody really, there's no significance of him. It's he's 100, that was 100 years ago. Well, in 100 years from now, people are going to look at Bill Gates and Elon Musk of today like, oh, those guys are 100 years ago. But there's going to be a new Bill Gates of 2080, you know, of 2100. That's somebody getting born today. Why not be you? Like, why not? Like, I always tell people, like, I don't know, um, you know, my goal is to someday own the Cleveland Browns. Um, why not me? Like, give me a justifiable reason why it can't be me. Like, explain that to me. No why reason. can't it be me? There's really no reason. So the first step is especially that team. Yeah. <laughs> listen, so I've gotten to a point saying, listen, I gotta do, I gotta do every damn thing around here, my damn self. I gotta go buy the damn Cleveland Browns down, freaking win games. I love Baker Mayfield, though. I love Baker Mayfield. Everyone's Good personality. Yeah. Yes. He's injured, man. Cut the guy. We used to not be able to get a first down for Like what did you guys forget for 18 years? We couldn't even get a first freaking down for God's sakes. And now you're complaining about the guy, whatever. I went for hours on that one. I, I was born and raised on the Browns and Ohio state football. We just lost to Michigan, which is like, Oh my God, it ruined my whole year. But, um, so I would say one, you got to believe it and understand that you can achieve anything. And two, you got to be willing to make the sacrifices it takes to put yourself into positions to achieve success. So as long as you're willing to make the sacrifices and the commitments to what it takes to be great, uh, it's it, entrepreneurship, owning your own business. It's, it's the sky. There's no limits. There's no ceilings. There's no boundaries. No doubt. Hey, thanks so much for being on the Dan. I appreciate it. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, how will they get in touch with you? Where should they go? I guess I, I should be more prepared for that question. Um, if you type my name into Google, Hesh Sagafi, um, I'm all over social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, 
you know, my phone number is 216-780-1103. I say that quickly. I mean, if they type my name and if they look me up and it says Danielle on my little screen name, that's because my assistant who handles my other Zoom stuff, this is her account I logged into. So if somebody's watching, I'm thinking, Dan, why does his thing say Danielle? That's because I'm logged into hers. But anyway, well, we appreciate Danielle getting you on the den today. Hes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I will talk to you soon. Thank you, Lance. Bye now.